This podcast replay is brought to you by HialeahParkCasino.com, your entertainment destination. Casino, poker, dining, and simulcast racing so you can wager on some of the best tracks in the country. Go to HialeahParkCasino.com to sign up for promotions, giveaways, and events. Hour number three, baby, live from Indianapolis. Uh, we had uh, Tua's trainer, Nick Hicks, on in hour number two, and he was uh, fantastic. If you missed that, it was uh, about 30, what, 38 minutes of uh, some great insight. So uh, make sure you uh, you check it out. Uh, obviously, it was pretty much all about Tua. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to do that to Skyler yesterday. You know, that I, I've seen too many people that they bring on or you walk up to or you do an interview with Teddy Bridgewater, or you do an interview with Skyler and, and half the questions are about Tua. And I, I just find I find that to be disrespectful, actually. You know what I mean? And so yesterday when we had Skyler on, it was about Skyler. You know, we talked about the Dolphins and we talked about Skyler in the playoffs and, and different things. But it wasn't about, hey, let me ask this quarterback about Tua. One day, I hope, you know, I, I, I'm going to try to get Tua on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but... You know, we'll see. It's it's not the easiest thing, but if there if there's put it this way, if there's a media member he should do an interview with, okay, it's yours truly over anybody he did interviews with in the Super Bowl uh, week, okay. But whatever, it is what it is. But you know, what one day, one day we'll make it happen, and and uh, and we'll bring uh, and we'll bring. To, but I get it. He's you know, he's kind of to himself, and and it's cool. It's cool. I can uh, I can I can show my support from where I'm at and on this platform and and do my part. By the way, uh, King Shore says everybody has a plan until life hits them in the mouth. Amen to that. Amen to that. And boy, life knows how to hit you in the mouth over and over and over and over again, man. And you better be tough in this life. That's for damn sure. Uh, let's see. I will be your Mickey, Big O. Uh, I'll have you eating lightning and crapping thunder. Are you like a Are you like a trainer cat for life? Is that it? That's very nice of you. If you are a trainer, or you're just joking and you just <laughs> want to kill me. Uh, if Tua can get better at extending plays and be able to throw accurately on the run, he can throw accurately on the run. Uh, watch out. That's what separates Mahomes and Rodgers from other QBs. He throws accurately from any platform. So I disagree with you on that. If he's if he's rolling out, he can throw. Now, is he what, – what, he's not ever going to be Mahomes. That's not fair to him. You know, it's kind of like what I told Marcel. It, it's not really who he is that he's just going to be using his legs all the time. It's I think what Nick and and what two are doing is preparing themselves so they can be a little better at using that than they normally do. Oh, he's ready to go. All right, let's do it. It is time. Let's go, baby. Umar Kelly, baby, and our essential moving experts. Dot com Miami Dolphins reports. Time to talk aqua and orange, Miami Dolphins fans. 
It's the essential moving experts, Miami Dolphins Exchange with Omar Kelly. When you're looking to move your home or business anywhere in the U.S. from coast to coast, call essential moving experts at 305-602-8369. Flat rates and no surprise charges. EssentialMovingExperts.com. 305-602-8369. Let's talk Dolphins football. Here's Omar Kelly. A ride, a ride. There you are. How you feeling, my man? I'm good, man. I'm sorry. I'm not in a place where I've got Wi-Fi access, so I'm 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 here in the car, trying to hold it down, make sure you don't have any interruptions. All right, no, it sounds good. Uh, was the uh, daughter's uh, birthday yesterday good? Yeah, man. Um, I'm just enjoying every. Yeah, I'm just enjoying every little moment of her learning and developing and talking. Um, we're, we're actually planning something, a smaller birthday party at, on, on Martin later on in March. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, it, it's just a joy to do it. I got a 21 year old for those who don't know, I got a stepdaughter who's 30, 21 year old, and now my two year old. And it's, it's such a joy to do it when you, when you kind of have an understanding of what, what, what it's about and the joy, the moments that you'll enjoy and remember later. Yeah, no, it was cool. It was uh, it was uh, it was cute watching the uh, the social media posts with her there, enjoying the day yesterday. Uh, yeah. Let me bounce let me bounce around a little bit on the NFL side before I go to the Dolphins. Um, it look uh, Michael Irving ended up winning uh, in in court that they're releasing the video. Um, this thing smells like I, I don't know how much you've been following it. Like Marriott's been wanting to throw it out of court. Uh, they've been they don't want to release the video. You know, now they're forced to release the video after two judges now have forced them to because they took it to another judge. And, and and Marriott is even like not taking responsibility, like saying, well, they only use our name in this hotel, you know, that kind of stuff. And I kind of feel bad for Michael Irving right now. You know what I mean? Because if he did commit a crime or whatever, he was insulting to that woman. And you're Marriott, you, you want to show the video, right? I mean, why is such hesitation? It just smells dirty, dude. You know what I'm uh, saying? I might be wrong, but it just, you know. You know, let's, uh, I don't know what the real situation is on this incident, but what I do know is we never scream somebody's innocence as loud as we scream about their guilt. Um, and you know, that man could potentially have lost his career again, cause this is probably the time number three, he could have potentially lost his career and it's not fair. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to, um, even the woman, um, uh, let's, let's let the legal process play itself out now. Why Marriott doesn't want to get involved, but there are cameras everywhere. And if, if you, if you're that, you would think the cameras are there to protect from a crime or prevent a crime or to prove somebody's guilt or innocence in regards to a crime. So this is a, something that literally blows my mind. I feel, I feel bad. And, and listen, Michael has the same energy he had the last time he was innocent that the media went after him. And I don't know if you remember that moment where he says, all right, use the same energy you use to, to, to you know, say I'm guilty. And he yep. was like calling out the media at that moment. And to yep. and he and he was innocent, and and you know how it is. 
Omar. When you're innocent, you'll scream to high heaven. You'll stand on every mountain on every building and say, I'm innocent. You know if, what I mean? If your lawyers and, allow you. If your lawyers yeah. allow you. Right, right. But, the, but, but the lawyers and Michael have done nothing but that. Like, they have been adamant about this. That's why, to me, when I see the delay on the other side, the people making the accusations, that's like, you know, I, I just found it kind of weird. Uh, the other one is Jalen Jalen Carter is back at the combine now after this uh, DUI mess and crash that killed uh, a couple of people. Uh, your thoughts on, on, on this whole thing? Because this is a guy that was – you know, he's considered one of the, if not the top pick in the draft, at least top three. Um, my thoughts are, why does this come to a head the week of the NFL Combine? I think that that's foul. Um, now, it, it's not like the incident just happened. Um, also, on top of that, I'm a little bit troubled and perplexed as to why people are pretending like, Oh, this is this is you know this is going to absolutely tank his draft stock. I don't really care. It doesn't matter, and neither should his draft stock. Um, he's going to be selected relatively high, and uh, he's going to have the opportunity to play in the NFL, and his career is going to be made on on his performance. Um, but you know, it's a slow news cycle, so everybody's making a tremendously big deal about this. Um, should he have returned to the combine? Absolutely, because it's a major job interview. And there are 32 teams who are curious and want to hear from him in regards to what he has to say on the matter. Right. Yeah. No. And I know he was racing with them, so he might have been a contributor, but it wasn't. He wasn't necessarily the one that crashed the car, and obviously, you know, people died. So I, I, I get the technicalities behind it, but it is. Uh, hey, listen. It reminds us of the Leo Collins story back in the day when. He was accused of murder or something. I think it was, and he wasn't, and he was innocent. And yet, he his draft stock went down from what? What was it like the fifth or sixth round from the first round? I think, if I remember yeah. correctly, right? Uh, no, no. Leo Collins went undrafted. I, I wow. I was begging, I was begging Steve Ross to draft him, and their fear was that oh, you know, the media is going to come down on us. Right. I'm like, no, 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 I'm the media. I'm not going to come down on you. Dra draft him in the third day. Um, yeah. and, but, by, and by the way, if I remember correctly, I think Tannenbaum worked for the agency that was representing Collins, right, before he took uh, the Dolphins job, right? Correct. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that, 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 was, that was crazy. And he was innocent at that time uh, from all of that. All right. Prediction time, Omar. Lamar Jackson wants a fully guaranteed contract as much as what Deshaun Watson wanted, got, or maybe even more. Will, will Lamar Jackson end up with a fully guaranteed contract or will he end up tagged and held out and holding out? He'll end up tagged. He won't receive a fully guaranteed contract, even though I think the Ravens um, uh, uh, do good business. I just don't think they want to set the precedence. Nobody in the NFL wants to set the precedence of fully guaranteed contracts for players. Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins are the only ones outside of rookies who've ever gotten it done. And if it's going to be done, it's going to be done by the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks, but people don't realize is the there is no. Excuse me one second. I'm signing something. Uh, what, what people don't realize is that there is only. In the NBA and in Major League Baseball and in the NHL, 
there's nothing in their CBAs, collective bargaining agreement, that says that players must have fully guaranteed contracts. It is the culture of those leagues which has been dictated over time that has created those environments for the players and their contracts. Now, unfortunately, the players, you know, players in the M M NFL, they have not been allowed the opportunity because agents have not done what they needed to do, their due diligence, to get to that level of getting fully guaranteed contracts. But it has to be the quarterbacks. Um, Russell Wilson has twice failed when it was his opportunity to get a fully guaranteed contract. Um, the, the, the Patrick Mahomes could have gotten a fully guaranteed contract. He got $500 million, so I'm not even going to complain about that one. Yeah, yeah, um, but, but by the way, that contract has become cap-friendly. Yeah, no, because of the, the way that it was structured, and it's like $500 million. So, and it's, and yeah. it's only – and it's I, I, I hate to say it this way, but it's only $40 million a year for him. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and he's won two championships. I think you're going to pay whatever you're going to pay. Uh, the same thing could be said about Buffalo's quarterback. He was in position to get a fully guaranteed contract. Nobody nobody did it with for him as well. So it's it's very uncomfortable for me to like sit here and say that, hey, I, I don't count their pockets, but they got to understand it's got to be the culture of the league. And I support Lamar in his efforts. I know and I've dealt with Lamar and I've dealt with his moms through I am I'm athlete. Um, and trust me, she's a hard negotiator and she's a very good businesswoman. And, you know, whether and, and Lamar is driving the, the, the business end of it. So he's he's determined to get what he feels like he deserves. And I'm very encouraged by what's happening here. Yes, everybody can sit here and debate that he doesn't deserve a fully guaranteed contract. But they got to understand he deserves more than what the next man got. And the next man is Deshaun Watson. So. If he deserves more than what Deshaun Watson got, that's just the that's just the price price of doing business in the NFL. That's right, the nature so that, of the league. That's why I asked you this way because I believe also like you do, he's not going to get a, a a fully guaranteed contract, and I think he's tag. But I really believe that they're going. He's going to end up holding out. Yeah, he probably. Think, is. Yeah. Okay. So you feel the same way that he's not. I think it's so bitter, the situation now with him, and he's kind of locked into, well, wait a minute. If they gave him a fully guarantee, I deserve one, too, and I've, and I've accomplished more than Deshaun Watson, right? I know that's what he's saying, but I almost feel like this this thing's going to get pretty ugly between these two uh, very soon. Uh, it probably will, but, I mean, this is the price of doing business, and I think he will he'll hold out. And it'll be interesting to see what, what happens, what comes from it. But that's just the nature of the league. It's about business. Um, if you're going to sit here and you're going to argue that he doesn't deserve a fully guaranteed contract, that's not, that's not fair. Yeah, but, but, okay, hey, but Omar, Omar, Deshaun Watson didn't deserve a fully guaranteed contract. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You don't think he deserves a fully guaranteed Deshaun? Um, Deshaun Watson? Or not. No, 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 no. Oh, Deshaun didn't. Deshaun didn't. That, that's what. It, that, it, that, it, that's that's my. That, but that's my point. To use the guy that set the precedent when the precedent was set with the wrong person. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's that's the problem the, there. Well, and the I think that's what that's what that's what everybody else is going to use as 
as the as the example say, yeah, we, we get that he got a guaranteed contract, but nobody in their right mind would have given him a guaranteed contract. That was just stupid business by the Browns. That's basically what the other teams are saying about this. Basically, you know what I'm saying? All it takes, all it takes is one team. Let's say you're going to get paid what the market is going to determine that you're worth. Mm-hmm. Let's say they don't give him the exclusive franchise tag, which I think would be ridiculous. But then I also think it would be smart because then you give another team an opportunity to negotiate the contract for you. And potentially you can get him on what the market feels is market value. And you, and now the question is, if you don't want to pay that market value, then you're going to get a compensation for him. I personally would not give him the exclusive rights tag. I would give him the tender that will allow me to get compensation for him, even though a quarterback's extremely hard to replace. If I'm not in love with him, then that's the reality of it. And then I'd let the market, determine what he's worth and then i'd sign him to whatever somebody negotiates him because what people don't realize is you have a right of first refusal so if they offer him let's say if they offer him a fully guaranteed contract then okay the market determined he's worth the fully guaranteed contract and i'm gonna sign him to that right uh, um if they offer him something short of what the market guarantees because of the injury or the style of play or um the durability concerns I'm going to sign him to that. There's no way that I'm going to let him go. Um, and, and if he wants to play on, 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 on the franchise tag, so be it. If he doesn't want to play, then he's going to sit out. Then he's going to not have a year's toll. And basically we're going to, we're going to be here again next year. So. All right. All right. No, I'm, I'm with you there. All right. Let's move on to two. Cause I got somebody coming up at 1230 here. Um, yesterday, McDaniel, obviously Chris Greer talked about, you know, everything is open on the table. And I'm trying to explain to people, I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this. They they, they said like, hey, we're, we're, everything's on the table long term. We're still talking about the fifth year option or whatever. And I think for me, it's more about just spreading the love to Tua and his agent and everybody else. Like, hey, we believe in him. We love him and all that. But there really is no shot they give him a long term deal. I think that was just Chris Greer just, you know, reiterating how much they believe in the guy, that they believe in him so much that, sure, anything is on the table. The same thing as they tell you, oh, no, we don't turn down Mike Kosicki if he wants to come back or Byron Jones or we got to let Vic Fangio figure that out. Byron ain't coming back. Kosicki ain't coming back. And Tua has no shot right now at getting a long-term contract. Do you agree on all of those? I disagree. I'm going to have the conversation. I'm going to have the dialogue. I'm probably going to put a 70 cents on the dollar offer on the table, explain why that's what it is. If he chooses to take it, so be it. Um, I, I remember going back to the Ryan Tannehill when he was getting his fifth-year option, and then they wound up extending him, which I thought was the worst decision ever by the organization and you know it was like 98 million dollars and uh i thought at no point was he ever going to sign a contract until he had proven himself and to it at at this point is more deserving of a contract than ryan Tannehill is of a big money contract than ryan Tannehill is well because he proves that he can be a real franchise quarterback you're right yeah but the the layup the easy decision is sign into a fifth year option say hey We'll revisit this in a year, but you got $26 million guaranteed coming to you next year. Altogether, throughout your career, you will have made 
uh, 50, like 50, nearly $60 million. I think that's pretty good for, for five years. Right. Um, it's fair. And we, we'll revisit this when, if you're the, if you're the best player in the league, we'll pay you like you're the best player in the league. And if you're proving that your durability concerns, we'll probably decide that we want to move on from you after the fifth year. So, I, I, I don't see how that's not a layup, but I definitely have the conversation with them to see where their thought process is because you got to keep in mind the price is only going to go up if he's who we think he is. Of course, right. If he stay and if he stays healthy, then it gets the price will get really scary. Yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, right. the price is going to be the price is going to be ridiculous. Um, yeah. If if Tua just flat out replicates what he did last year, the price is going to be ridiculous um, yeah. and stays healthy. Right. Let's say you're yeah. the number one passer in the league and you, you led your team to the playoffs and you stay healthy for an entire season. You're talking $300 million, 260 yeah, guaranteed. million a year. Yeah, they'll be paying 50 a year. Yeah. Yeah. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. I'm with you there. Why not, why not try to get ahead of it? Not to say that you could, you could sit here and whether you are a to a hater, to a supporter, to a non-member, you can flat out say whatever you want to justify whatever decision that you have. But the, the truth of the matter is, we will know who Tua is at the end of the 2023 season. And, yeah, and it's interesting you say uh, offer a deal at 70 cents a dollar. Maybe Tua and the agents think, you know what, let's take some guarantees now and protect ourselves just in case. Because a year from now, if you do suffer injuries, you already have your deal in place. If you're you protected, it, yeah. Yeah, you're protected. So there might be – I don't think they'll do it because two is kind of driven to, to prove people wrong. So I think he's going to drive to try to be healthy this year and then prove to people he can have a complete year and all that kind of crap. All and it then, takes is one bad hit. No, I know. I, I know. I know. I know. I know. But he is. A, I mean, a, but ultimately he'll get $26 million. And, and trust me, that should be enough money to take care of your family for a lifetime. I'm with you there. I, I did think that Greer gave a little nugget yesterday, which normally you don't hear a lot of stuff, but he said that they would be interested in safety and linebacker. And obviously with Fangio coming in, it's more it's it's more important than ever to have safeties and linebackers that can cover. So we've talked a lot about Brandon Jones possibly being at risk here because Brandon got better in coverage, but maybe not to the elite point that Vic Fangio needs both of his safeties to be at. So are were you surprised that the that the general manager would say already like we could be interested in safeties and linebackers? No, I think even if you have Brandon Jones on the roster, you're still exploring safeties and linebackers. I think Eric Rose a free agent as well. And yeah. you know you know how me and you we go back and forth about Brandon Jones all the time. Coverage wise, he's never gonna be good. So But he got better last year. He got better. Okay. You didn't you ignored the sentence that I said. Coverage-wise, he's never going to be good. G O O D. He got I'm, better. I'm, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to get you. You give up on him. I'm not ready I, to give up on the young man. I, I, I'm I'm evaluating him based on what his teammates tell me. So he's just not going to be that player that you you think. I, I I think it's an easy upgrade. It's an easy upgrade. You 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 know who I'm thinking about. It's, 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 the, the young man who already said he wants to play wants down to here. Yeah, no, he, he really wants to be down here. Yeah, he no, really he trains at Bomberitos. I see him every offseason. Yeah. He's here. He loves South Florida. South Florida Buffalo. South Florida Buffalo. 
No, no, he, wa- he 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 wants Miami. Uh, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. The, there, the, uh, I say this all the time. Forty percent of the league lives down here in the offseason. Like forty, but not not down here, but in South in Florida, Tampa, Jacksonville, Orlando, Miami, South Florida. Forty percent of the league lives in Florida. Forty percent. That means you are going to have a great opportunity to land a lot of the top free agents, including a Poyer. And you just got to be creative enough to get it done if you want to get it done. Poyer and Bobby Wagner? I don't know. I think the Bobby Wagner Express has left. Really? God, I like that one because that's only a one or two year deal. So yeah, but I would rather long. I would rather go after the um the, the uh Levante David than Bobby Wagner. Okay, that's another older linebacker. That's a one or two year deal. You're right. You're right about that. I, okay. I would ra- I would rather go that route. I, or or get a young linebacker. I, I no, the, you can't get Poyer and a, you can't get Poyer and Edmonds. No, they're not going to be able to pay Wilkins. Sealer. I said a younger linebacker. A young. Oh, a you draft. mean like like in the second and third round picks? Yeah, yeah. I I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not shy about drafting you. the line. And okay. keep in mind also the trade market, and we don't know what teams are bartering and what we'll find out after the, after after this after the combine. We'll find out. What free what linebackers are on the trading block? Just like many linebackers that Miami's traded for when they traded for Bernard McKinney, McKinney, and you know you'll you'll things will pop free. We'll 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 know short we'll know shortly, and I think the Dolphins will be aggressive. If Chris Greer strategically put those positions out, then he's like it's very obvious. I'm already talking to free agents about this. Like we 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 we're we're being very transparent. And I would love to add a safety because I I think the the young man that's back there now, um, it, it, if you free him up to do coverage, and you have a guy like like Poyer who could do everything, you, it's it's going to be magnificent. Oh, no. Holland and Poyer would be oh my yeah. god, it would be a, a, an incredible uh, duel right there. All right, but, but even my- more important than safety, even more important than safety, I think you got to address the other cornerback position. Yes, I think they will, although I think Kohu will be part of it. But that's where I think the second and third round picks come in. I think they could get another corner. There. I, I, I don't know if I, I, I want to take the risk of getting a Noah, Noah, Noah Igbenogany. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Cater Kohu, bro. Cater Kohu's the guy. He's all right. He's uh, all right. Uh, uh, he played fantastic for a young man, bro. He did a great job. He could get better, too. I like, okay. I like the kid. He's, his mental makeup is he's special, bro. Uh, uh, that kid. That kid's built the right way. All right, follow him on Twitter. Omar, as always, I appreciate you. Follow him on Twitter at Omar Kelly and catch him every week here, of course, with our EssentialMovingExperts.com Miami Dolphins Exchange. Omar, we'll catch up next week, my friend. Appreciate you. All right, man. Thank you. That is your Miami Dolphins Exchange. You've been listening to the Essential Moving Experts Miami Dolphins Exchange with Omar Kelly. When you're looking for local, home, long-moving services, or office relocation, call Essential Moving Experts at 305-602-8369. Flat rates and no surprise charges. EssentialMovingExperts.com. 305-602-8369. Miami Dolphins fans, follow Big O Radio Show on all platforms and keep up with your favorite NFL team. 
baby. We are back here at the Combine, the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. We'll be uh, hitting the streets and the bars tonight to get some information. But before we do that, I hope I don't butcher his name. Nick Wayry is ready to join us. He is going to be competing in wingsforwishesmiami.com. Nick, did I pronounce it right? It's close enough. It's uh, weary, but that's cool. Weary, okay. A little weary, okay. That that's what I would be if I was up against you in an eating contest. <laughs> I'm very weary, okay. Yeah, fair enough. That's a, that's, and by the way, why is it that in eating contest it's the skinny guys that dominate? Why isn't it the fat guys that dominate in eating contest? That that's uh, to me that is amazing. How is it that you guys stretch your stomachs a hell of a lot better than the big fat guys like me? In other words, like I'm not a good eater, bro. Like I eat throughout the day. But I can't sit and eat as much as you do in one in one sitting. There's no way I can do that kind of stuff. I wouldn't condone the behavior, but uh, I would say sometimes a combination of a handful of things, you know, maybe have your guys are enjoying the food a little bit more than we are, you know, trying to put it away quick. And um, there's some theories behind it. Uh, I know personally, I just, I feel better when I'm lighter because I was as heavy as, I was about 30 pounds heavy when I started competitive eating, coming from a bodybuilding background and um the heavier weight, it just didn't seem to allow my stomach to expand. Like there was almost a belt around it um, where when I'm lighter and feel better, I kind of breathe more efficiently. I feel a little bit better. I move a little bit faster. So, uh, you know, being in the gym and being in good shape just kind of helps me at the table, I guess, mentally and physically. So so you don't have a six pack because the um, six pack gets in the way of the stomach. Is that what you're telling me? I have like, even when I was bodybuilding, I had four and then I had like a five pack. So uh, <laughs> it's there, but I'm trying to push it out further and further to allow for more hot dogs and chicken wings. All right. So what the hell made you get into this? Like, what was the watershed moment that said, oh, I can do this because I, I got to know how, how did this whole thing start? dude? So um, I did competitive bodybuilding for about 11 years. Uh, I was a baseball player. Um went to college and realized that I was lacking uh, talent and ability. And then went to bodybuilding, fell in love with that, did it for a long time. And then after my, uh, my second child, my son was born. Um, I'm like, I, I kind of want to be around, you know, for the next, you know, 40, 50 years, whatever. Um, bodybuilding had kind of taken a turn to be a little bit less healthy at that point. And so I needed a competitive outlet. And my appetite had become a running joke amongst my friends. You know, I'd go to Wendy's and get like six or seven sandwiches and three or four fries and a few Frosties. And they're like, dude, that's not normal. And I'm like, yeah, it was fine. It's, I mean, it's perfectly okay. And they um, encouraged me to enter a punch eating contest, like the Polish jelly donuts around Fat Tuesday. Um, I didn't want to, but they said I could win money and raise money for charity. And I got free donuts. And I won handily. And, and from there, it just kind of spiraled into um, somebody suggested they do a hot dog practice. And I said, what is a hot dog practice? Um, and my first one I ever did, I, I got 26 hot dogs and buns, not knowing what I was doing. And Jeff Esper, who's actually ranked second in the world, he's like, hey, you might think about you might think about trying this. You, you kind of have some ability here. And uh, I'm not good at half doing things. So now we're here. <laughs> okay. Just so you'll know, two weeks ago, I'm coming back from the Senior Bowl, and I stopped at a Dairy Queen on the side of the road there, and I got a hot dog, and that thing, uh, like, had me, like, <laughs> for two weeks, uh, you know, in the porcelain throne. I was praying to the porcelain throne for about two weeks, dude. Yeah. Oh, God. At least the hot dogs you're eating are good. Don't ever eat at a Dairy Queen 
at a road stop somewhere in the, no, in the panhandle. Okay, no. that's <laughs> yes. Yeah, those aren't the ones you want to eat. All right, stay away from those, Nick. All right, uh, and by the way, um, if you want to uh, join and want to be out at Wings for Wishes Miami dot com, folks, uh, right now if you're listening, we will give you twenty percent off uh, discount tickets. Uh, if you want to ch uh, chime in and uh, you want to go to this great event, there's all kinds of great food, all kinds of great drinks. The money's going to charity. You're going to make a wish, uh, a wish happen for a youngster out there that is going through some really tough times. You know, not like what you did today that you got stuck in traffic or you forgot something at home and you think life is is the worst. No, these kids are going through some real tough times and make a wish does a lot for it and wings for wishes it, go to wingsforwishesmiami.com to find out more and use our code big o so you can get 20 percent discount on your tickets it's a great event this weekend uh so nick let me ask you something uh brother food prices are pretty expensive right now uh how are you practicing and staying sharp man um it's it's tough you know luckily for me our last contest was pistachios i just took home that title last weekend and, and mortgage your house if it was eggs um my my eggs it was that was tough because i have the record the, the short form record for eggs of 50 and three minutes hard-boiled eggs but um it was uh you know it would be tough you know if i was eating as many eggs when i was bodybuilding right now i'd probably have to get a second mortgage on the house <laughs> but um but yeah, doing um, pistachios, the wonderful company sent us some, you know, to practice with. So that kind of helped. And for chicken wings, it's tough because it's if I was to go out and buy 200 chicken wings to practice with, that's going to run a pretty penny. So I, I grabbed a few dozen and just kind of ran through like, OK, let's remember how to do this. As, as crazy as that may sound to people, you want it to be second nature, you know, when you're in the moment. So um, tried to emulate the, the awesome smoked wings, you know, smoke grilled wings we're going to get from Sports Grill down there in Miami. And oh, they're so uh, good. Yeah, they're ridiculously good. Uh, it's hard not to just eat them slowly, but um, yeah. it's uh, it'll be it'll be an awesome time. You know, I'm excited. I think the practice went pretty well. I'm you know, there's a little air of confidence after coming off the win last weekend, so I'm excited for the contest. All right, so let me ask you: You're not eating boneless wings, right? You're eating regular wings. I am not eating sauced chicken nuggets. Okay, no. I'm eating I'm eating real wings with the bone in. All don't get me wrong. Boneless wings or sauced nugs are a delicious food. I will never turn yes. them. But they, um, in my opinion, they are not a chicken wing, just like hot dog is not a sandwich. Right. No, no I'm, a, I'm a thousand percent with you. <laughs> but the practicing again with wings, don't you worry about bones and stuff? And, you know, uh, that's, uh, that's the kind that, that, that might get me a little nervous that you got to eat it fast. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you eat fish. Boy, you eat that shit slow because, you know, you're afraid of getting one of those scales in there. You're like, you know, you're, you're like you're chewing extra when you're eating the fish just to make sure there isn't anything there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's a little dangerous, dude. Like hot dogs, you don't have to worry about it. Donuts, you don't have to worry about it. Eggs, you don't have to worry about it. But chicken wings, dude. You got to you gotta be concerned. A little bit. um, Yeah. A little bit cautious, you know, especially like with the grilled wings. They'll be uh, obviously a little bit. Um, the bones will be a little bit more dry than the ones that are fried and then sauced and stuff. Um, I guess it's just a job hazard, you know, because ultimately you'll pick up some because you got to think for this contest, the sports grill must cook a few thousand wings, two, three. And that's not even in Disney. They're cooking on the day for all the, you know, the, the thousands of people that are there. So um, some of them are just going to be broken. 
you know, when they come in. So those ones, you'll pick them up and you just, so a, a, um, a drum, I'll just spin. That's how yeah. I eat the drum where, you know, I'm flat, I'll break it, you know, I'll break the bottom knuckle effectively and just pull and chuck. Um, so you do have to be careful when like you, you're pulling. And I guess it's just trying to know what that feels like and really quickly trying to adjust and go, well, I don't want to swallow that bone shard, but I, I suppose anything done at a, at a fast pace and at a high level carries some level of danger. At least ours is delicious in the process. All right. The experience post eating, uh, <laughs> which one is worse for the next couple of days uh, out of all the different competitions you enter? Oh, um, Wings will be fine because we only are eating maybe five to eight pounds of food total, which you're going to oh, Yeah, that's nothing. Right, so for us, it's I, I just I just did that this morning before I got on the air. Yeah, of course, yeah. Eggs, um, eggs wasn't so bad for me. I don't think people like being around me too much for the next 24 hours. But um, I will say spam was probably the roughest on the system. I did Ooh. nine minutes, about 12 cans. In eight minutes, and like that's fifty six grams you, of sodium. Whoa, 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 whoa! You ate twelve cans of spam in yes. eight minutes. Yes, yes, that was uh, that was the Circuit of the Americas in Texas uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, people in Mississippi don't eat twelve cans of spam in, in a year. <laughs> yeah, I I don't condone the behavior. My my face looked like a basketball, and my fingers looked like Jimmy Dean sausages, um, and I, I based. I, I think I, I could feel like my heart beating in my head. It was um, that was one of those where after the contest, you're like, why do I do, why do I do this? Why do I? Because I, like, I broke the world record and still got second to Jeff Esper, who won the wing contest last year. I was like, dude, uh, if you weren't my friend, I would punch you. <laughs> <laughs> spam, dude! Wow, that is. I mean, you know, you know, people won't even eat spam. Just. Yeah. Right, like that's all it's left. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'll starve and die. So yeah. the fact that you can eat 12 cans of spam, I mean, we're still trying to figure out what the hell is spam, right? <laughs> do, do you know what spam is? I think it's it was um, for me. It was a thousand dollar check is what it amounted to. So it was, it was that's that's all I had to think about. But it was um, honestly. Super appreciative to be out there. Like uh, Billy Joel was headlining that night. I think Billy Joel and and uh, like Twenty One Pilots or something like that. Oh, I love Twenty One Pilots. Dude. It was They're it so was good. really cool. And you're at the F1 Circuit of the Americas race, so it was almost like, dude, you probably could have told me I was eating Alpo, and I would have been out there and eating it for to to be able to get that experience. The sponsor was excellent, but it was um definitely a little that, or I would say like fifteen pounds of strawberry shortcake. That'll that'll burn a hole through you pretty quick. Professional eater and spam dominator Nick Weary <laughs> joining us here on the program. Nick, how many competitions are you in yearly? Um, it this year is really, I would say, completely normalized again because the previous right. few years obviously were a little wonky. Right, right. Um, but I would say this year, hopefully, like fifteen to twenty. You know, total. Uh, we did bagels in Vegas in January um, after coming off a shrimp cocktail in Indiana in December. Um, just had pistachios. I just had a shrimp cocktail last night at St. Elmo's Fire, baby. Yeah, that's what Woo! that's our shrimp cocktail. Uh, yeah, St. Elmo's yes. shrimp cocktail. Like, I tell you what, eating 12 pounds of that with the cocktail sauce will wear you out, too. That's Ooh, that's shit. You did it with the sauce? Yeah, yeah. They're all sauce. The shrimp sauce. Oh, so yeah. you can breathe fine for like seven years now. You've got so much of that, that, 
That sauce will open you. Were you crying? I was. Yeah, it's a common, and it's so cold because it's it's the same day as the Big Ten championship game. Okay. And it's outside, so it's freezing cold. You're ramming down the sauce. Like I expect, honestly, to to feel and look like the dragon that Sean Connery played. I think in Dragonheart and Breeze Fire after I'm done with that contest. Yes. But yes. It, it was um. They're just awesome people too. The people that run St. Elmo's, that whole oh, yeah. restaurant group, they're, yeah. they're so they're so amazing. The the shrimp are I didn't believe how big the shrimp were. That yeah. was I'm like these are the most quality shrimp I've ever seen. Like that's a that's a lobster, bro. That's not a shrimp. Well, hey, listen, I've been coming to Indy for the NFL Combine for twenty about twenty two years or something yeah. like that, and there's not one time that I come that I don't go to St. Elmo's Fire to have the cocktail the oh, shrimp 100%. cocktail because. It's like you know, it's like going to it's like going to Tampa. I always go to Burn Steakhouse. It's right. just there's yeah. there's something about certain places that have a spot that you got to visit, and obviously St. Elmo's is the place here. And that shrimp cocktail, you won't get that shrimp cocktail anywhere else, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's just absolutely impeccable. Yeah. And by the way, Nick, isn't America a beautiful place where you can you, you're making a living doing? Right. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I do this, and then I um I I manage a, a retail location during Monday through Friday. But yeah, it's, it's effectively I get I make a living entertaining people, raising money for charity, eating foods I enjoy, traveling all over the world. So you um, you do it on the weekends, and then go back to work during the week. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. So you're crop dusting everybody during the week after oh, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, they're they're probably thrilled to see me go come Thursday, Friday. You know, fly out to wherever I'm going. So it's um. It's awesome though. It's it's. Did uh, all the employees take the day off on Monday when you <laughs> came back from the spam contest? I think they uh they want to hear how it went, but yes, they after the spam contest, people weren't really again. They, there's there's high emissions after something like that. You know, yes. that is good stuff. All right, so tell us about the competition this weekend. Uh, what what should people be able to expect at Wings for Miami? Yeah, so Wings for Wishes. It's Wings for Wishes Miami yeah, yeah, Wings for Wishes is the ninth annual, you know, Wings for Wishes event in Miami. It's the second annual Wings for Wishes Wing Eating Championship. You'll have Jeff Asper ranked second in the world, myself ranked fourth in the world, Gideon OG sixth in the world, um, amongst a, a parade of other great eaters. There's live music, there's food, there's vendors. We're raising money for, I couldn't think of really a better, um, you know, cause. And the, I think we raised a little over $408,000 last year for the Make-A-Wish South Florida. Just a fun family oriented event. But with that said, if you're a young couple, it isn't even a family. You just want to go have some drinks, listen to some live music. It's going to be a fun time too. Eat, out eat there. some great food too oh, at the same sports time. Cause grill. there's all kinds of food. Yeah. There's all kinds of food. I'd recommend going to sports grill and get some of those wings. Cause they're ridiculous. Um, I'm, I will even be taking some home after I eat probably 200 of them in 10 minutes. I'll be bringing some home. So Go on down, check them out. If you go on wingsforwishesmiami.com, there's a donation link. If you can't make it, if you can't donate, also okay. Maybe just think about sharing it because it's it's about as good a cause as it comes. There you go, wingsforwishesmiami.com. Nick Weary joining us. Nick, good luck, my brother. Thank uh, you. you. You are you are special because most <laughs> of us cannot do this stuff, man. You are you are you are a strength right there. By the way, what's the inspiration with the uh, the green mohawk? Oh, that was for the uh, pistachio contest. Wonderful pistachios. It was going to be red for this one, but I can't get it from green to red without the male pattern baldness kicking in even harder than it already is. There you go. Good stuff. Nick, have a great weekend, my brother. Appreciate you immensely. Have a good one, man. Thank you. You got it. Nick Weary, man, professional eater. And again, 
It's wingsforwishesmiami.com. And you want to use our code if you want to get tickets. That way you can save 20%. You get a 20% discount. Use the code Big O. Remember, like he said, you can make a donation. Uh, they've got all kinds of stuff. It'll have delicious wings. Uh, and they're going to look. You will enjoy savory food stations featuring delicious recipes from some of South Florida's favorite restaurants, along with a wide range of refreshing beverages, mouthwatering desserts, and live music, family fun activities, and award presentation. Over 2,000 enthusiastic attendees uh, go to this event. They were there last year. They'll have an amateur eating contest, which you can take part in. Teams of four can compete eating 50 wings. You can actually sign up. Go to wingsforwishes.com, wingsforwishesmiami.com. Go to that if you want to get your, your uh, group in there. You guys think that you can eat some wings. You can do that. And it's also sanctioned by the Major League Eating Competition. Competitors will have 10 minutes to eat the most wings. And it's all measured in weight. So go out there and, uh, of course, listen. In their 40-year history, they've granted more than 13,000 wishes. It's pretty awesome. So go to wingsforwishesmiami.com so you can enjoy an amazing event uh, right there behind Sports Grill in South Miami. We thank the great people at Sports Grill, proud sponsors of this road trip out here to the NFL Combine, proud sponsors of our platform. So please take advantage today. Um, uh, you should go visit a little sports grill. By the way, you can take some of their sauces home too now, which is a beautiful thing. There you go. What do we got? Uh, Brad Johnson, Tom Brady, LJ doesn't have any anchor arm strength. All right, so it looks like you guys got a your own conversations going on. I don't see any questions there. What do we got? Do we have the dip still in the market going on? Let me see what's going on with our uh, with uh, with our crypto market right now. Uh, still over twenty three thousand, holding pretty strong, man. Actually, Jasmine's down by fifty eight. That might be that might be an entry zone there for me with a little Jasmine. And the market is probably hurting, right? Is that what's going on? No, Dow's up 100 points. S&P's down six points. And the NASDAQ is barely down. Barely down. Well, Dow's up 100 points. Not doing too bad. Uh, let's see. Big O, uh, I school the clowns in your chat. Ah, okay. I see what's going on. All right. So people are getting schooled right now, according to Knight. That's what's going on. What else do we have going on in the world of sports? Oh, where am I? Over here. Here is my show sheet. Uh, Heat last night lose to the Sixers. No Embiid. 24% shooting by the Heat. Damn. Love 0 for 2. Gabe 0 for 7. Tyler Hero, he's always fantastic. 1 for 5. And Struz two for seven. Tyler is really not living up to that contract. He's not turning the corner at all. He's not clutching big games and big moments. You know that uh, that bubble stuff was an aberration. 
from Tyler. That's what it's turned out to be, a complete aberration. Tomorrow they take on the Knicks uh, at 8 o'clock. What is it, Miami-Dade Arena or whatever the hell it's called? Tonight the Predators take on the Panthers, okay? So there you go, 7 o'clock for the Preds taking on the Panthers. We'll be at Kilroy's Bar here in downtown. I'll be there around 5.30 to meet with you guys out there, hang out. 7 o'clock, the Panthers game will start. So we'll have a little fun there. What else do we have? Ooh, I man, do I feel bad for Raiders fans. Raiders fans. Okay, so let me – I don't know if you saw this, but, you know, Raiders fans were hoping for Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, or Jimmy Garoppolo or something like that. You know, Raiders fans now uh, won't be able to wait for anything. They're not getting anything. It's interesting how narratives change, right? The Raiders have been linked to big-name quarterbacks since they released Derek Carr, right? Well, one name that's been bandy about a lot has been Aaron Rodgers, right? Former teammate to Devontae Adams. Well, now it looks like it's not going to be in the cards. According to Vic Tafour of The Athletic, uh, Raiders head coach Josh McDaniel and general manager Dave Ziegler have agreed that they won't be involved in the Rodgers sweepstakes. The Raiders just have too many holes on their roster to trade high draft picks for a 39-year-old quarterback. There appears to be other teams like the Jets that would. Now, it isn't too surprising, it says here. Uh, late last month, Ziegler himself indicated that the Raiders' long-term plans at quarterback might not be realized in 2023. Vegas isn't one, of the, one quarterback away from contending with the Kansas City Chiefs or the Chargers in the AFC West. It's all about building the future and creating a well-rounded roster. Giving up multiple first-round picks in exchange for a 39-year-old Rodgers never really made sense. So what, no Garoppolo? You're not getting Tom Brady. So you're not into Aaron Rodgers. And wait a minute. You're not close to the Chiefs and the Chargers? Didn't last year that were people writing that the Raiders could be contenders? even in the division, that anybody in that division could win the division, even the Denver Broncos, remember, because they had just added Russell Wilson. Nobody got to see Russell Wilson play yet. But last time I checked, they said the, the AFC West was the best division in football. They said all four teams might make the playoffs. They said all four teams could be contenders just for the division. And all of a sudden now, the Raiders are more than a quarterback away? Wow. Somebody really screwed up in their assessment last year of the Raiders. Interesting. Wow. And so now you're a Raiders fan. You were duped into last year thinking you actually had a contender, which was silly shit that I didn't believe. And now... You're not. You're finding out that no, you, you weren't a contender last year, and you certainly will not be a contender this year. Wow, that's that's not the off season I would like to have if I'm a football fan. To know that your team's pretty much done. 
and they, and they were so ready to just dominate last year and take over. It's incredible. What else did I, oh, yes. Here's the other story that I saw that I thought was kind of interesting in the NFL. And this was um, the Seattle Seahawks. And, you know, yesterday we talked a little bit about about, uh, Pete Carroll and, and Russell Wilson and how he took the high road and all of that stuff. So the Seahawks, this is a great stat. And... Uh, it goes with something I've said on the show for well over 20 years. Did you know that the Seahawks have had a winning season 10 out of 11 years? I don't know. Did you know that, Sean, that that the Seahawks have had a winning season 10 out of the last 11 years? Do you know that the the besides that, okay, first-round picks during that time, they haven't picked any higher than 27th. Last year was the first time in 10 out of 11 years that they picked higher than 27th when they picked Charles Cross at ninth overall. Is that crazy or what? So now they've got the number five pick because of the Denver trade with Russell Wilson, and their pick is number 20, which would be higher than 27 also. But it's interesting how – and they could be going for a quarterback there at number five. There, there's a couple of young guys coming out. Maybe they're interested in one of them. I don't know. And and they end up picking a quarterback down the line. I don't know if Geno Smith is going to re-sign there. Uh, there's even talk about the Jets that if they fail in their moves for Aaron Rodgers or something like that, that they could end up settling for Geno Smith too. I don't know what's going to happen. But one of the things that I've told you for over 20 years on our show What have I said for those of you that are hardcore about the draft? It's not where you pick, it's who you pick. Because I always get those guys and women out there that say, oh, no, you got to lose for your draft position. And I always tell them that matters nothing. If you're good at drafting, you will find your players. Because you could have taken Drew Brees instead of Jamar Fletcher, but you chose not to. You could have taken Anquan Bolden instead of – anymore, but you chose not to. Two Hall of Fame players, both in the second round. Wow, what a concept. It never really matters where you pick. It's who you pick. Oh, my God. The team ended up losing Minka Fitzpatrick because him and Flores couldn't get along. Wow. We lose one of the top five safeties in the league. How do they replace him? Oh, Javon Holland in the second round. Oh, Xavier Howard, number 50 overall, I believe, in the second round. Hmm, Zach Thomas going into the Hall of Fame, fifth round. Tom Brady just retired, the greatest of all time, sixth round. Not where you pick, it's who you pick. You're going to be able to find players all over the place. Sure, of course, you can find them with the number one and number three and number seven pick overall. But you can also find them in the second, fourth, and sixth rounds. But you got to know what the hell you're doing. Cater Kohu. 
I'm not putting him in the class of the guys I just said, but you got a guy that helped you out of your secondary this year and started, and you didn't even draft his ass. Not where you pick, it's who you pick. And that's a pretty cool stat. These guys have made the playoffs 10 out of 11, winning seasons 10 out of 11, and only one time they've picked really high in the draft. Shows you, man. Schneider and, and Carroll overall throughout the years, they know what the hell they're doing. Hell, where did they pick DK Metcalf? Was he like a second-round pick also, I want to say? You know, now that, I, now that I'm thinking about it, was he second or first? Maybe late first, if anything. Because something told me he was not necessarily an early pick, right? Let me see if I'm correct here. Uh, Second-round pick for the Seahawks. Hey, Russell Wilson probably will will end up in the Hall of Fame, third-round pick, one-year Super Bowl. Richard Sherman was a fifth-rounder. I mean, they, they hit on a whole bunch of picks late. That's how they built those Seattle Seahawks teams because they hit picks all throughout the draft. The lazy fan is the fan that thinks that, well, if you don't pick them in the top five, then you know, there's no chance for you to build a team. No, there's a great chance for you to build a hell of a team from rounds one through seven and use your street free agency too. Pretty cool story from the uh, Seahawks. I like that. What else do we have going on in the world of sports? So going from a good team in Baltimore to a bad team in the Jets would make the Jets better? I don't know what that means. Is that part of another conversation? Uh, every static value in terms of measurement I can find shows lower. In, oh, I don't know what the hell it is. Raiders fans and Denver fans were stupid to listen to the media. They told them they were contenders. Well, but the Russell Wilson thing, nobody really knew he was going to be that bad and that the coach was terrible and all that. Uh, I could give the Denver side a break because they have a defense and, they, and then getting Russell Wilson to level off the offense, I can see that one. With the Raiders, I never saw it. You know, I never saw it. All right, we're wrapping it up here on the show. We thank Nick Hicks. We thank uh, Nick Weary. We thank Omar Kelly. Of course, we thank Sean Stanley, the man, the myth, the legend that uh, masters this entire uh, platform. Remember, we're going to be today at 530 at Kilroy's here in downtown Indy. So if you live or work in the downtown Indy area, come on out to Kilroy Sports Bar. It's a really cool sports bar, by the way. They've got a crap ton of TVs, man, and good service. And those garlic rolls with the cheese and the uh, and the pepperoni, oh, my God. Anyway, we'll see you there at 530. Uh, we appreciate everybody that tuned in, sent in a, a donation, a super chat, however it is. Reach out to our sponsors. We love you all. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place, same bat channel. Have a great one.